Okay, hello everybody, and welcome to the third Projection Night Kyoto podcast. Uh, I am your host, uh, Eric Luong. And I'm Ash Ryan. Welcome. So Ash, we, we sort of had to make last minute changes yet again tonight, today, didn't we? Did we? What are we saying here? Well, we were going to have it at a different venue. What were we going to have at a different... Oh, the podcast. Okay. Oh, wait. <laughs> right. We're podcasting now. Okay. Sorry. I, I thought... No, the reason I was confused was because tonight we're actually having a Pechakucha night, Kyoto. That's right. So That's right. By the time this podcast goes online, um, that will have already passed. So in some ways, we're talking to the future, right? Fancy. Yeah, it's like back to the future kind of situation. Mm. So, yeah, we were going to record upstairs, and now we're downstairs. So, yeah. And just, just let our uh, listeners know, so upstairs is uh, Sunny Cafe, is that what it's called? <laughs> And it's one of the best views in Kyoto, so if ever... Uh, it's a great place for a date, I think, huh? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I've never been there at night, because I live in Osaka. That's I'm usually on the train by then, but, like, yeah, it's really cool. You get up there, and it's it's almost a 360-degree view of the city from the ninth floor of this building. Yeah, a great view of the, the river. And that's really where uh, our team gets together before uh, the events to sort of prepare and to to bond really but one thing we didn't realize is that um, they have a DJ set up up there and like I guess the music's louder than we remembered it being so uh, we got up there and realized that that wasn't going to work out yes. so now we're in a cafe on the first floor right which is called uh, Pas- Pas- Pascucci your Italian is terrible <laughs> sorry I'm just going to say well, it. I am Chinese by the way oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so um, we're very happy to welcome our guest this time, uh, Raphael Roman. Hey, guys. Hey, welcome. Hi, hi. Welcome. So, Raphael, you, uh, you presented, um, when, was, when did you present again? Uh, you know, I actually don't remember. It was about, it been, I think it was two Pechacuches ago. Yeah, so probably like this, early <laughs> early this year. Yeah? That's, that, that equals six months in real time. <laughs> That's how I measure time, my Pechacuches. <laughs> That's a great way to do it. <laughs> so that would have been like in December-ish, or sometime when it was cold. Yes. Anyways, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was one of my favorite presentations, oh, that event, to be, to be honest. Um... So do you want to just basically talk about uh, what you do and what you presented on? So, okay, yeah, yeah um, that's actually my first speech about it. Um, I was talking about my hobby, which is photography, mm. uh, and it's something I started while I was in Japan for the mm. past um, well, four years now. Right. Uh, and it was just talking about kind of the evolution of how I started from a normal pocket camera to going into kind of the more professional gear yeah. and talking about how mistakes along the way can help you you know become better at, yeah. at your hobby yeah. as long as you enjoy doing it <laughs> so what was your first camera uh, my first camera was um, a Canon Ixie oh like one of those uh, what do they call them click and shoot or what's uh, yeah, the point and shoot point and shoot, shoot. Yeah. Okay. it cost about $150 at the time okay it was a digital camera? Yeah, it was a digital camera. I, I never did film at all. Um, I only bought the camera when I came to Japan to kind of show my parents okay. what it looks like. <laughs> and uh, kind of evolved from there, yeah. Wait, you wanted to show your parents what the camera or you mean like what Japan looks like? I really wanted them to see what the Ixi was made of. Well, no, because I was actually thinking when you said that, that yeah. those cameras were actually pretty cool looking cameras. I, ah. Back in the day, I, I was going to get yeah. one of those. I, I think I had one. Those are really, the really small ones, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, small yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think we call them power shots back yeah. home, uh-huh. if I remember correctly. Yeah, fancy. So basically, like, um, the gist was that you didn't set out to be a photographer. No. But just the accidents that you had 
led you to pursue it? Is, is yeah, that it's, it? it basically was one of the things that um, I found myself eating more and more of my time doing it. Yeah. And it was something that I wanted to kind of perfect. Yeah. And that was one of the rare rare things that I really kind of dived into yeah. and wanted to put more and more time. Right. So I definitely didn't want to, I didn't set out to become a photographer at all. Like, how long would you say this path is? Like, when, when when was the starting point exactly in terms of time? Like, how many years or months? Or? Uh, well, I got the camera five years ago, my first personal camera. Okay. And I think I started getting more serious about two years in mm-hmm. when I started to kind of play with the functions of the camera. Right. Uh, one of the early functions that that point and shoot had was, um, it was called Color Shift. Okay. Color and it, it was like uh, it was color shift really funny to you, Eric. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought I heard something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was uh, it's basically it would um, identify one color like red, and then okay. that would be the only color displayed. Oh, oh wow. okay. Um, I've seen these. So, like for example, like, you have a guy holding an orange, and orange is the only color, and yes, everything else exactly. is like black exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you can do That's that within cool. the camera. Okay. Wow, I, I didn't know that. That's cool. So you, that means you didn't have to like get on like transfer it to computer first and no. do all that stuff you could do it all that was, right all, in, the that was all inside the camera yeah. awesome so so how did you feel about the presentation and the experience and um well since it was my first time talking and there was the 20 i remember the 20 second yeah. limit for frame yeah. per slide um it was really challenging but at the same time it was quite a relief because i knew exactly yeah. that, what time i had to, to say things yeah. and um yeah. Yeah, I just had a great time doing it. It took a few beers to kind yeah, of get yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I had a great time, and the vibe was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was friendly. So, yeah, it was a great, great experience. So I think I've seen you since then uh, give a sort of like a similar presentation about, but in a different format, where I feel like when I was helping you get set up on this Mac, and I think it was in Kobe, and you had almost like a hundred photos that you were going to show off like a rapid fire while talking about them, right? Yes. And so how would you compare that to what you did at Pecha Kucha? I guess when you set out, when someone asks you, hey, let's do a talk about something, you're, you're kind of too wide and you want to show too many aspects about um, your idea. Yeah, yeah. But this Pecha Kucha thing made me really focus and narrow yeah. um, that. So yeah. it, it kind of became like a laser, just... Right. It magnified everything to a point, and yeah. I think the message was very clear. Yeah. So it, it made things a lot easier for me, especially cutting down all those, <laughs> all those extra photos. That's for sure. Yeah, you cut off probably what something <laughs> like eighty <laughs> percent of your presentation. Yeah. Well, what I what, what I liked about it because you know normally when we have photographers or artists, they they, they, they usually show their portfolio mm-hmm. and and talk about each work. Mm-hmm. But for you, you were you were talking about a personal a personal journey. Mm-hmm. And, and sort of the slides were just helping to tell the story, uh, which, you know, we talked about this before, but usually the most interesting presentations are more personal stories, and I thought that was, that was very natural. Like, did you rehearse that? <laughs> I wish I did. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I, I didn't rehearse it. I, I don't have a portfolio or anything yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of just wanted to share yeah. how I got to that point. Yeah. And so... Like you said, I think a personal story always beats yeah. like a sales pitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, so that's why I wanted to focus yeah. on that. What? Well, a beer makes you talk pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Having one now. makes you good talk. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> beer talk good. So. Another aspect of your presentation, which I think was nice, like you you were uh, relating a personal story while also uh, helping the audience. I think understand what they could kind of 
how they could relate to that directly in terms of not just photos, but one of your messages in the presentation was don't be afraid to make mistakes, right? right? Yeah, and right. I think it's really cool, especially in Kyoto. Um, you know, our audience tends to skew to the creative side of things or people who are either creating things or want to be doing so. And I think that was a great message. Uh, did you get any sort of direct feedback from anybody um, while you were at Pachacucha? Well, a, bunch, like a, a lot of people came up to me after and really um, said that I did a great job. And yeah. I kind of just, like, uh, my ego is kind of inflated <laughs> a little bit. But overall, like, um, yeah, the, the support was really nice. And I had a few people tell me that um, they, like, struggled through similar things where yeah. they worried about if they had the gear or not right, or if they right, had the, right. something else like uh, they really focus on those things before they just do it and they they worry so much that they never get that output that they want so what's the what's the thing they always say about photos right it's like the the best camera is the one that you have with you and you know i've, I've heard people say that again and again since iphones came out do you ever use anything like an iphone to take photos uh, yeah all the time like uh the iphone is actually our, our smartphones in general yeah. it's uh, like it's always in your pocket and it, you're gonna hit those scenes that you're not carrying yeah. the heavy camera with yeah. so yeah. It's, it's nice to have access to a, to a camera at all times yeah. and yeah like people worry about quality or worry about um, you know professional gear but at the end of the day it's just what you enjoy carrying around yeah. you know, if you have a a professional camera and it weighs 10 15 pounds in, on your back you're not going to use it much for those special moments yeah for sure um yeah i mean we're always curious about what happens to speakers after the event so um how has your photography changed since well after that um i had a few people kind of add me on facebook and uh i guess i got a little more exposed in terms of more people were commenting on my work and it kind of gave me the confidence to, to try new things and, and do the shots that I've kind of myself been putting off because I didn't want to attempt them. Um, so it really kind of pushed things a little forward um, and it made me start taking things a little more seriously. Um, and I'm hoping that I can come out with more exhibitions in the future for that. So a couple of shots in recent memory that I've seen you post um, that were... Uh, quite memorable for me. Uh, one was like I know you recently went to New York and you had what I suppose was taken with a fisheye lens, and somehow or another, it seemed like you were at an intersection and just managed to capture like everything that was going on in this intersection, like all the buildings and the way they were bending was really cool. The other one was uh, recently you have, uh, I guess you you went somewhere to a lake in Japan and you took a photo of what looked like a woman walking on water ah uh, yes, like, yes can you tell us a little bit about one or both of those scenarios um, well the New York picture was um, is around Wall Street and I recently bought a fisheye lens but it's manual it's a kind of Korean knockoff lens okay <laughs> I, what does a manual fisheye lens yeah. mean um, basically any manual lens is something that you have it's not automatic you have to put the settings yourself so you have to set um, everything so you have to really kind of know about the camera okay. um, I bought one manually it, because it was cheap yeah. but at the end of the day it forced me to kind of learn what aperture, aperture yeah. does and yeah. uh, focus and things yeah. like that yeah. um, so that that was how I took the, the New York shot with okay. the buildings and the walking on water thing um, that was at the top of a mountain actually okay um, but there was a lake up there right or, yes okay yes. it's yeah. the largest lake it's the largest, highest lake, or the highest, largest lake. I, I'm not sure how you say that. 
I'm the biggest sure lake not a in, word the, in the sky, in, the sky. <laughs> in Japan. That sounds like uh, a pretty big accomplishment to yeah. me. Yeah, it's in Nagano. And, Nagano. Um, okay. Yeah, I was traveling with uh, my coworker Jay and his girlfriend at the, um, his girlfriend. <laughs> what do you mean at the time? Or the <laughs> That's at the not, time, this was not, just a week ago, right? Well, I don't know when you're gonna listen to this podcast. I'm sorry in advance. I hope they stay together. Of course. Uh, <laughs> You call me, <laughs> but um, no. They uh, we went to the top, and um, she's not really afraid of anything. Okay. She has like no fear. Okay. So she kind of was just jumping about and jumping on rocks. The picture wasn't a pose. It wasn't. She wasn't trying to get a shot or anything. She didn't even know I was taking the picture. Um, yeah, she just jumped, kind of in the middle of a, the, the lake on a rock, and it, it looked amazing. And like I, I, I wish the picture showed it perfectly, but it honestly doesn't. Like uh, the the actual scene was just really amazing, right. and um, that's one that's one of the reasons I even started to buy more more gear, more lenses, is because every uh, the things I'm seeing don't translate well enough, and yeah. um, I'm hoping eventually that I can kind of get what's in my eyes on the screen. Okay, so. Um, do you currently have a favorite lens in your arsenal? Without getting too technical, <laughs> like what sort of lens do you enjoy using? Uh, to be honest, like uh, I like the fisheye a lot. I didn't think I would because it's a very unique yeah. lens. Uh, and so anybody that's listening, in case I, probably everyone knows, but like a fisheye is like a bulbous yeah. sort of. It looks like it, a. It bends. It's like it bends the edges of things. Yeah. So everything looks a little. Twisted, yeah, and I think um, skateboard videos. Yes, yeah, totally, exactly. Totally. That's a good example. Skateboard videos always use them to kind of give the illusion that they're jumping higher than what they are. Ooh, uh, fancy! <laughs> but that—that's probably my favorite lens right now. Okay. Um, I think I think a lot of people who come to Japan. I mean, Japan is a very photographic country. I think. Yes. So it's interesting to to look at your photos that you took when you first came, and all of us have probably took a lot of photos. Do you find like the photos you're taking now are different than what you took when you first came? Um, yes. Yeah. Like, first of all, how long have you been here? I've been here seven years now. Okay. Yeah. And um, photos from my first two years here are extremely different from what I'm taking yeah. now. Um, when you first start taking pictures, you're trying to get the whole thing, yeah. and you and you kind of miss the details. Mm-hmm. And I think. After being here a while, I got tired of taking those generic shots that we all, I think everybody has. Yeah. And I started trying to focus on the things that I remember. Yeah. And if I ever do leave Japan, those are the things I'm going to remember. A cup or a leaf or something that's yeah. going to stick with you. Yeah. And that's why I tried to start taking uh, photos of that. Yeah. And at first I thought it was strange because my albums would look very zoomed in and yeah. weird. But um, I, I just thought to myself that these are the pictures that... You know they're gonna stay with you. Yeah. So and Rafael is very, very kind. He's, we're not only interviewing him, but he's actually gonna be our photographer for tonight. So, <laughs> yep. so thanks, thanks, thanks for doing that. Uh, no, no so. problem. I'm looking forward to it. So we're working him hard tonight. So. <laughs> yeah. So this time around, uh, by the time this podcast is live, uh, it will already be over, as we've said. But this tonight is gonna be the fifteenth, volume fifteen of Petra Kitchen Night Kyoto. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, totally, yeah. It's our uh, it's our first event on a Friday, so we're gonna have a, an after party, uh, which should be a lot of fun. Um, how, how did you get involved with Protection Night, and, and have have you been to any other events, like any other city? Uh, I haven't. I haven't been to any yet. I want to attend Pachapicha Osaka. Right. Um, 
I got into this because of uh, that guy sitting over there. He's been quiet this whole time. All right, time. who's that? <laughs> we can't see your finger pointing <laughs> in the audio. You can't? No. <laughs> there are only three of us here. Uh, so <laughs> De- Derek, uh, I work with Derek um, at Roots Meigang, and he's the one who kind of introduced me okay. to, to Petra Kucha. And, uh, yeah, um, I was really happy, and I, I attended kind of you know, the first time on a whim and uh, because he, he kind of pushed me into it, but it was, it was good. And so basically your first time attending was when you presented, is that, yes, is that right? Yes, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, Which was, yeah. Yeah, that is uh, yeah. jumping. Intimidating, but it was great, honestly. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, so, you looked like a pro. Right? <laughs> yeah, so what about for people who were thinking about doing it? Like, do you have any sort of things that you learned while doing it or things that you would tell people to do or not to do in preparation? I think, I think people that are hesitating probably think that they don't have anything to say or that their story isn't unique. And I would argue that every story is unique and you definitely can present and share your viewpoint. And um, yeah, don't, don't worry about trying to be the best speaker or anything like that. Just, just try to pick a message you want to tell people. And even if that message has been said a million times, you know, say it again. It would be nice to hear. Yeah, and, you know, for somebody it's definitely going to be new anyways. So yeah, we definitely want to encourage people to err on the side of applying and trying to come up and tell us what they're doing. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, like in in all the projection nights, the only theme is that we ask you to present what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So it could be beer glasses, it could be, you know, the countryside. Oh, in I was thinking like or, glasses that you put on your face <laughs> that are beer. And I was like, how does that work? A beer glasses, that would be an interesting presentation. Yeah, it would be. Because like be different a- countries have different shapes yes, that's of glasses. Uh, Ash? <laughs> yeah, whatever. What are we? Yeah, I know. But we're sitting at this table and it looks like we're drinking beer, and we have two different shapes of beer. So, oh, I see. It's segregated by country, right? Yeah. yeah see, you Italian beer drinkers have this sort of wine glass looking so, thing. Raph and I are drinking the Bira Moretti from uh, Italy. So that was better Italian nice. than your first attempt. <laughs> I'm drinking Asahi. Boo. Dry. Yeah. Boo. The driest of the beers. Oh, yeah. It's so dry. It's super dry, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Never take this beer to the desert. Okay. But we always get into one of these tangents each time we do this uh, podcast. But uh, So, Robert, you live actually in Osaka, is that right? Yes, yes. I okay. live uh, in Naniwa, so okay. it's a very busy place. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I like it a lot. Okay. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think maybe not everyone knows, but Osaka and Kyoto are pretty close together, so... Um, this is something we want to ask speakers in the future, but I mean, or podcast guests. But um, do you have a favorite place in Kyoto that you would recommend visitors uh, to check out? Uh, for for temples, I really like um, Fushimi Inari. I don't know if it's a temple or a shrine. Uh, but, I believe uh, it's a shrine. A shrine, yes. yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. that that's a really beautiful place. Yeah. And when I first came here, that was a place that kind of stuck in my mind the yeah, most. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it, photo yeah. people like it. Like yeah. uh, people it's always, you always see the, the yeah, photos of the all the, the red. Toy gates yes. lined yeah, up yeah. in a row. Yeah. Yeah. It's also a nice little hike. Um, yeah. You can go up oh. uh, the mountain with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't go to these things. So like, <laughs> I, I, no, it's kind of like I'm a little embarrassed to be honest. Like, as much as I've come to Kyoto, I, I don't. We should do a tour. We should do like a protection night tour. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. Nice yeah. photo tour. Uh, could be. Yeah. yeah. Photo yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah, video we'll tour. Podcast exactly. as we go along. <laughs> Let's take a whole film crew with us. <laughs> Surely it's worthy of being viewed from so many angles, right? Date nine NBC. If yeah. you know, so, yeah. um, so how often do you come to Kyoto? Um, for photos, lately not so much. I, like uh, I'm really waiting for the fall season. So in the next month or so, I'm planning to come a lot. 
um, and take pictures of the leaves changing. Uh, that's definitely one of my favorite seasons in Japan. You're from New York. Yes, I am. Do you know that Eric and I were recently in New York? Uh, yeah, so I don't. Not Facebook. long after you got back from New York, if yeah. I remember correctly. So while we were there, we actually caught up with the Pecha Kuchenite crew in uh, Brooklyn. Well, yeah, they, they run the Pecha Kuchenite Brooklyn. Let's do a shout out to uh, Jared and uh, Emma, mm. who who were fabulous hosts for us when we were, when we were there. Yeah, it was really cool. So um, the Pecha Kuchenite Brooklyn just had their their first Pecha Kuchenite mm. in August. Yeah, so it almost felt like we we're tr- trading places. Um, like for you going back to New York, uh, you know, Ash mentioned a photo you took there, and it was a wonderful series you took in New York. Like, did you did you look at your city in a different way when you're back? Uh, d- yeah, definitely. Um, I guess when you grow up in a place, you don't really notice it. <laughs> uh, you kind of take things for granted because sure, yeah. you think that's normal. For sure. Yeah. Um, so when I went back, I really tried to focus on. Uh, the areas that I like to visit and kind of show New York in a, in a different in a different way. So, like, I took a lot of pictures of graffiti. I, I really like tagging and things like that, um, as well as just how it is walking through the city. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Raphael, if people want to see your work, like, do you have a, a, a website or a place <laughs> that you can? Yeah, like, uh, I need to set up uh, a proper site. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, I put my pics on Facebook. Okay. And I also put them on a site called 500px. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that, that has a lot of photographers. Uh, my name on that site is Tangent. It's T-A-N-J-E-N-T. Oh, okay. so J and so G. Yes. yes. <laughs> Fancy. Yeah. Well, we'll put that in the broadcast notes as well. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So I guess this is this is uh, a good place to stop. So yeah. uh, we've actually got to head out and do a live picture kitchen night here in about an hour or two. So That's right. Um, Thanks to everybody who's listening, and of course, thanks to Raphael for coming today. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. It was really interesting. Um, so we're, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing the photos that you get tonight. <laughs> Let's hope they're good. Oh, yeah. That's all I have. Uh, we're going to see them. I'm hoping they're good. Yeah, we'll see them on 500px. They'll be excellent. Yeah, so yeah, so thanks for coming out, and everybody check out Raphael's work. And our next project night, just for those who think ahead, is on December 5th. Okay, and hope is that to a see, Sunday? Uh, it's actually on another Friday, so uh, we're just going on so, all Fridays now. Yeah, we can do like drag queen night or something. All right, major up. Yeah, because that's what you do on a Friday. <laughs> I mean, you know, when we were doing it on Sunday, don't. we couldn't do drag queen <laughs> night. You mean you don't do that? No. <laughs> okay, better to stop it here. Uh, <laughs> thanks everyone for listen- listening, and uh, see you next time. All right, thanks a lot. Goodbye. Okay, bye bye.